Hello, welcome to New Community Elkins podcast. I am Bobby Benavides, lead pastor of New Community Elkins, and I'm excited to have you here with us. I hope you enjoyed the message. May it move you to a deeper relationship with Jesus and encourage you in growing with him. Well, again, good morning, church. Good to be here with everybody. Um, present and online. Thank you for joining us. Um, again, we begin our new series, Shift, redirecting our focus. And we're going to be talking a lot um, today, uh, especially around what does it look like to shift our heart. Right? So as we think about that song, like we are trying to move God's heart. And I think when we move God's heart, it really requires us to have a shift in our own heart. And what does it mean for us to shift our own heart? But we're going to be speaking especially around um, struggle, broken heart, things in life that have caused us to be a little bit tense, a little bit, uh, you know, have our time of, of grief, our time of mourning, our time of feeling like maybe the world just is not working out for us. Sometimes when we think that things are falling apart all around us and you know, maybe, maybe we just can't keep going. The times where maybe we've had friendships that have dissolved or relationships that have dissolved or you know, maybe there's people that you've been connected with for a long time, family memberships that, that maybe you're just not connected with anymore because of whatever circumstance that caused it. We've all had our broken heart moments. We've all had our times where we just feel like the people that we were supposed to be trusting, the people that we're supposed to be holding on to, failed us. And the one person, the one being that stays constant is God. But sometimes our heart is so damaged that we miss out on what God's trying to reveal to us. And what God's trying to teach us and what he's trying to show us. So today, we're starting off the series to talk about having a shift of heart. And we're going to be going into the Psalms. Um, into the Psalms. And in the Psalms, um, you know, many of them written by David. You know, we all know David, the king, the great king, right, who came into Israel, who was the greatest king that Israel ever knew. The king who was strong enough as a boy to take on Goliath. We know that story pretty well. In the GPS or Sunday school, any, any type, you know. David, who fought battles, and David, who stayed strong in his righteousness with God, who had his faults and had his failures at times. But he still trained, um, remained faithful and true to God. And God still called David a man after his own heart. God knew David well. David writes the song that we're going to be looking at today as he goes into a time of old age. But he has a time where he's struggling to understand what's going on around him. Why do I have to go through pain? Why do I have to go through struggle? God, if you love me, right? This is a common conversation I believe we have as human beings. Is God, if you love me, why would I have to go through this? God, if you're with me, God, I've done everything for you. God, why does this have to happen to me? Why are you not here? And that's those questions that we have. And David gives us a good outline of what we should be doing in our time like this. So before we go forward, let's go ahead and pray together 
we'll move into scripture. Father, we thank you again for who you are. And God, in this moment, I pray that you speak to us as we dive into what you have to show us this morning. And God, that you give some clarity to your word. Help us to remember who you are as our creator, the God of protection, the God of love, the God of peace, the God of hope, the God of compassion. The God gives us the strength to be resilient. Moving us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Psalm 71 is where we're going to this morning. We're going to break down bits and pieces of it. We're going to start at verse 1 of Psalm 71. It says this, In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O oh my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man. For you, O oh Lord, are my hope, my trust, O oh Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continu continually of you. I've been as important to many, but you are my strong refuge. So from the very beginning of this psalm, the author is writing a praise. Writing a Basically saying, God, I recognize you. I'm recognizing a recognition of who you are as my refuge, the one who gives me strength, the one who is my fortress, the one who surrounds me in my time of need, the one who is with me at all times, the one that is going to be my protector in my time of struggle. And what he does is, he does what a lot of us do in our, um, when things get a little shaky, get a little dramatic, have you ever been dramatic a little bit when things are a little bit out of hand and you're just like, oh, everything's falling apart. Not everything's falling apart. In this moment, it feels like it, but it's not really falling apart. Not everything's falling apart. You still have friends that are with you at times, and you still have family members that are still with you, and you still have things that you can do, and you can still move around. And not everything isn't falling apart, but everything feels like it in the moment. And what you see in the beginning here is when he's saying, be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You've given the command to save me. And then he's like, in verse 2, incline your ear to me, God. Please listen to me. Save me, right? This is, this is the dramatic side of what's happening in the author's life. Everything is going down, God. If you could just save me. And I'm sure that there's people around who want to save you. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, there's some people saying some bad things about you. And there's some people who may want to have a war with you. Because at that time, that's, you know, that was just a normal thing. You know, we're not, hopefully, you guys don't have anybody rallying around your house ready to go to war with you. Because that would be crazy. But um, just let us know what's happening. We'll, we'll, we'll 
But this is what's happening here. David is dealing with people who are lining up to battle him and saying some pretty hateful things about him and actually saying some pretty hateful things about God, which we'll see in a second. And so he's looking at going, God, everything is falling apart. Save me. If you can just listen to me in this moment, because I recognize that you are the one who can protect me in this time. You are the only one, God who can protect me in this time. The, the wicked man who's coming against me. The wicked man who's speaking evil things about me. The wicked man or people or friend or ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or ex-husband or ex-wife or former boss or former... You see what I'm saying? All these people who could be saying hateful, mean things about us that could be tearing us down. And he's saying... God, please, you are my hope. You are the only one I can turn to in this time. You are the only one I can rest in. You see, when our heart is shifted, when our heart is for ourselves, what happens is we start dwelling and we start being a little dramatic. We start overthinking. Or we start wearing ourselves out trying to figure out how to take care of the situation. Well, how am I going to save my integrity and my character? How am I going to make sure that I look good? How am I going to make sure that, okay, these people are saying these hateful things, now i got to go ahead and say hateful things back. Or, or i got to make sure that I tell my side of the story. i got to make sure that everybody knows my truth. And i got to make sure. And we start doing all this work, and our heart starts to get tight because, you know, we don't know who to trust anymore. We don't know who to relate to anymore. We don't know who we can rest in anymore. And here, David says, look, in this moment, when your heart is shifted correctly, when your heart is shifted to God's heart, that your perspective is going to change. It is no longer about how are you going to protect yourself. It's no longer about how are you going to build up your walls to protect yourself. It's about resting in the one being who is the fortress around you, who brings refuge and rest in your time of need. So the first idea of this moment is giving this, this peace, is shifting our heart to shift our perspective. That you can protect yourself. No matter how hard you try, you are not going to be able to protect yourself. Well, I mean, that's that's not true. If I have great character and everybody knows me, then I'm going to be okay. And I believe that if you have great character, your character is going to speak on your behalf and that people are going to be able to stand up for you in that regard. But you're still going to have people who are going to get, go against you, whether you have great character or not. In fact, people are probably going to go against you because you have good character. Isn't that the truth? That people are going to be upset because you have actually more integrity than they do? People are going to be upset because... Well, they're trying to make you look bad, and no matter how hard they're trying, they, they can't. They're still saying things, and you hear about the things they're saying, and it bothers you. Because you don't like being spoken about. You don't like having negative things said about you. You don't like people believing negative things about you. You don't like trash talk. You don't like feeling like you have to defend yourself. And God's saying in this moment, look at how David's perspective is shifted because he is a man after my own heart. 
He is a man seeking after me. He is a man striving to live for me. And when he is, his heart is shifted to mine. And so his perspective is, I can't take care of myself. I need God to do it for me. He will protect me. And what that looks like, what that looks like might be different for all of us. His protection for you might just be saying, just have peace with the situation. Some people are hateful. Some people are angry. Some people are spiteful. Some people are going to do things just to do it to you because they know they can irritate you and get under your skin. And in fact, they're going to do it to hopefully switch you a little bit so that way now your character will be questioned and your integrity, integrity will be questioned because you start stooping to their level. So when we're able to maintain our integrity and our character, because we remember we can't do it, we need God to give us that. He's given us the peace, He's given us the ability to hold our tongue, He's given us the ability to have a, a right mind of looking into things and, and caring about things correctly, and He's helping us to remember to pray for our enemy. And sometimes we don't always have the right prayer, right? <laughs> oh God. Can you just pray for Martha over there? I mean, seriously, Martha. Oh, my goodness, Martha, Martha, Martha. You can just go and pray because she's against me. She's saying some mean, hateful things about me. And if you could just, you know, God, maybe, you know, don't hurt her, but like put water in her gas tank or something. God's like, ooh, ooh, let's shift your perspective a bit. Let's shift your perspective. Pray for peace of your neighbor. Pray for me to take care of them the way that I need to take care of them. You are not going to be able to do it on your own. So David just reminds us as human beings that no matter how difficult life gets, no matter how heartbreaking it is to have a relationship shattered, to have a friendship ruined, or to have people who just want to go against you, that you maintain the perspective that you don't have to fight for yourself. You don't. Live your life according to God's word. Live your life honoring him. Live your life glorifying him, which if you have been paying attention to any other messages recently, you'd realize that that's what we're supposed to be doing. We love our neighbor. We care for people. We live in compassion and empathy. And when we do that, our character is going to speak louder than the words of those who are speaking against us. And God will protect us the way he needs to protect us. That is our perspective. So we move on in the psalm, into verse 9. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. For my enemies speak concerning me. Those who watch for my life consult together and say, God has forsaken him, pursue and seize him, for there is none to deliver him. O oh God, be not far from me. O oh my God, make haste to help me. May my accusers be put to shame and consumed. With scorn and disgrace, may they be covered who seek my hurt. That I'll be hopefully, I will, that I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. You see, in this moment, he's writing again saying, God, these people are being so negative. 
And they're challenging my relationship with you. Because they're saying, look at all the stuff that's going wrong for them. God must be against them. And God has not forsaken me. God is not against me. God is with me because I have life everlasting through Jesus. Now, David didn't know Jesus at this point, right? But we do. So we have a new sense of understanding of what's coming before us and what's coming into eternity. That's where our hope is found. And so in this moment, when we see what's being written here, we see David who's saying, God, these people think that you're against me. Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. I'm going to continue speaking how good you are to me. I'm not going to talk about how you've forsaken me. I'm not going to talk about how things don't feel right. I'm not going to talk about how I'm not connected with you anymore. Because we are connected. You are still with me. I'm going to maintain a right relationship with you. In all of the struggle, in all of the trial, in all of the pain, in all of the difficult times, where my heart is tired, I am worn out. Because if you see there, right, he says to those words, Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. When our heart is tired, when we are just worn out from all the negativity, when we are worn out from the people who speak against us, when we are worn out because we're trying, again, to defend ourselves, we're trying to stand up for who we are, we get tired. I don't know about you, I've been tired trying to make sure that, man, okay, did I hurt someone's feelings? Okay, well, I'm going to apologize. But that person either accepts the apology but still has some bitterness toward me. I get tired because I'm trying to figure out how to fix that bitterness. I can't do it. I just can't. I made the apology. It's up to them to forgive and up to them to go ahead and kind of move forward with it. But if they want to continue holding on to bitterness, that's hurting them, not me. The more I allow it to hurt me, the more that they win. So I got to just go ahead and say, look, I can't, I can't. I have to have peace. I have to have peace with that. This person wants to keep saying negative things, and I try to I try to approach them about it. Hey, why are you speaking so negatively about me? What did I do to hurt you? And they don't want to acknowledge it, they don't want to, they don't want to speak about it. That's on them. I step back and say, look, I did my part. I stepped into it. God, you're still with me. I'm still finding peace in the moment. I'm still finding rest in the moment. I'm still finding trust and refuge in you. You are my fortress. I'm going to believe in that. I'm going to see all the good things you have done for me. All the great things you keep providing for me. Yes, in this moment, it may seem like, oh, everything's falling apart. But it's really just this piece. Look at my job. Look at my family. Look at my whatever you want to go ahead and fill in there with. Right? There are things that are great that God is continuing, continuing to teach you and show you blessings with. But you want to rest and you want to focus on this negative point here, and he's saying, but look at all this stuff over here that I've done for you. Trust in that. Speak about that righteousness, because that is going to be what moves you, and your trust in me is what's most important. So when your heart is shifted correctly to the heart of God, you're going to be trusting God's words about you. You're going to be trusting his moment for you, his movement for you. You're going to trust all the things he provided for you. You're going to trust the fact that he's given us life everlasting through Jesus. That that is where our hope comes. And that is where our hope is found. That he sees you and he knows you in the moments of pain and struggle. And that he's going to be with you. And that's where your trust lies. Because if you're trusting in man who is constantly going to fail you, then your heart is going to be broken. Your heart is never going to be mended correctly. 
Because when you put your heart's trust into a man around you, it is going to be failing. It's going to be a failing moment every single time. I wish I could tell you that, that human beings are perfect. I wish. It would make things a lot easier. But we are all flawed, and we all hurt each other, and when we have our hurt, we're going to keep hurting more. And the only way our heart will be mended correctly is when we give it over and shift it to God's heart. And we allow Him to move in it and teach us and show us and reveal to us what is right around us. So for us, a shift in heart is going to be putting full trust into God, proclaiming His righteousness and His righteousness alone, and knowing that He is the one who is going to protect us and guide us in our way. Finally, we work into verse 19. Your righteousness, O God, reaches the high heavens. You have done great things, O God. Who is like you? You who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again. From the depths of the earth you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. One of the great things about this section right here is when the psalmist recognizes that God has allowed him to see calamities and troubles of many times, and every single time he has revived him again. He's always picked him up. He's always moved him forward. When there's been financial struggles, there's been things that just seem like they're falling apart here, all of a sudden you're over here going, man, my bank account's pretty decent right now. I didn't have a job here. Now I have a job here. I didn't have my friendship that I had since high school fell apart right here. But now look at the friends I have here. And my relationship that I had that was going so strong all of a sudden just broke apart. But now look at the relationships I have here with different people that are stronger and greater. You see, like these are the things for us that God said, says, look, you are going to see troubles and calamities all around you. And if David, being a man after God's own heart, the one that God chose to be the king over Israel, the one that God said, you are going to be the one who brings refuge to Israel. You are going to be the one who I'm going to trust and empower to be the leader of my people. If he still sees calamities and troubles, then why do you think that we wouldn't? Life is going to be hard. You are going to have trials that are going to stretch you and strain your heart. You are going to have broken moments. You are going to deal with this. But what God says is that in those moments, I've continued to be there and I will continue to move and I will continue to show you hope and I will continue to move you to a better direction and I will show up in the end where you will say, that's where you were the entire time. That's right, God says, I was with you the entire time to pull you through to this next point. Over here, everything seemed like it was falling apart and you were saying, "Take, can you just take ear to me, God? Save me in this moment. And God's like, I'm right here. I am right here. Walking right alongside of you to the very moment where you're going to recognize where I've been the whole time. But when your heart is shifted to where God is, it's shifted to his heart. It's going to be revealed because your confidence now lies in him. All of his confidence lies in God. 
You who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again from the depths of the earth. You will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. His confidence is not in his ability to pull himself up by the bootstraps and keep moving forward. No, his confidence is in God, his creator. God, his fortress. God, his refuge. God, the one who made him from the very beginning, who knew every step of the way what was going to be happening, and knew that he was going to be walking with him in the moments of pain and trial and struggle, and pointing him to a new way of living, and pointing him to a peaceful place. Our heart shifted will be revealed by shifted confidence. Where is our confidence this morning? Where is your confidence this morning? Is your confidence in yourself? And I don't know about you, but if I say my confidence is in myself, I'm going to tell you right now, I have failed myself many times. I have failed myself many times. I, if I put confidence all in myself, I guarantee you, I would, I would yeah, it's going to mess up. I can't, I can't do everything perfectly. I make good enchiladas. I really do. But sometimes I mess it up. I'm not perfect with that. And my grandma taught me how to make that. She knew how to make me great. See, I can't put full confidence in myself. I had to pick up a box yesterday, believing that I was going to be able to do it perfectly fine. No problem. My back is killing me this morning. If I put confidence in myself, I'm going to mess up. My full confidence has to be in the one who made me. Our full confidence has to be in the one who made us. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our fortress. He is the one who will bring us out of the pain. He is the one who will reveal his righteousness. And he is the one we need to rest in and trust in, especially when our heart is tired. Our heart is tired. Rest in the one who gave it to you. Find your confidence in Him. He's calling to each and every single one of us to put our confidence in Him. Let Him show you the way. Let Him show you the peace. Let Him show you the way that you need to go. Let Him give you the rest you need. Let Him be your protector. Let Him be your fortress. Let Him speak on your behalf. Let Him remind you let him remind you of his righteousness and his glorious power in your life. Let's pray. Father, again, we praise you. God, we seek you in our lives. Lord, we confess the times we put all of our confidence in ourselves, in ourselves and in other people. And we recognize, God, that, that it's never worked out well. Lord, in our moments of pain, in our moments of trial, and troubles and calamities, we remember your righteousness. We remember, may we remember the great things that you've done for us and what you've done and moved us into. May we see the things that, that maybe, God, we didn't recognize before, reveal them to us now. 
God, because the thing is, when our heart is tired, when our heart is broken, when our heart is hurting, that we have we put all of our trust in other things, that we miss out on what you're trying to reveal to us. Lord, there are things that you're trying to show us along the way that maybe we just haven't been aware of or open to, God. And I ask now that that's some of us in this room that you can actually reveal those things now. Help them to see where you move from. Or maybe there's people in this room or people listening online that have never fully put their trust into you and fully tried to shift their heart to you, God. And in this moment, I pray that you can speak to them and they can put their trust in you and they can find confidence in you and they can see that you are their true protector. God, we ask that. May may they hand their lives over to you. May we hand our lives over to you and just fully trust who you are for us. Our creator, our helper, our restorer. And God, through your son Jesus, we have a savior. One who went to the cross, who died and rose again on our behalf because we could not do it on our own. That is the righteousness we wrestle in. That is the fortress we run to. That is the protection we need. Heal our hearts. Redirect our focus. Shift us to your way. We praise you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Thanks again for listening to New Community Elkins podcast. Again, I'm Bobby Benavides, the lead pastor here, and I'm glad you came to listen. May it encourage you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. May you move with him daily.